Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan McCarsky, how are you? I am great, Danny. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, great times, great things are happening. Uh, we were just had a long conversation that we should have just stayed in, man, because it was incredible. <laughs> but uh, we've had a, uh, we doing great. The family's doing great. Um, I, I know in the midst of everything uh, that we see out here, I know there's new variants and new all kinds of stuff. Um, we're we're learning more and more in every day, right? And I don't know if you feel this way, just mm-hmm. how to trust more in the Lord how to get closer to him, how to live from his presence and, and how to not let the things from outside dictate the things of, that's going to be inside our hearts. Uh, but letting his presence dictate the things in our hearts, then that we can also affect the things outside of us. Yeah, Danny, I, I think a good thing to think about is, is Jesus is our foundation and that's where we, what we can, who we can anchor ourselves to, especially in this time that it seems like stuff just changes every day. We were talking about how the weather and it being in Ohio right now, it can go from warm to cold and a matter of hours. Uh, and I think, I think David, David does a great job of this because if you see some of the chaos that David went through, but he always was grounded um, in who, who he put his trust in. Which, which is the father. And he was, he was always grounded in that no matter if he was on the run or hiding in a cave. Um, that's who, that's how he was grounded. And I think that's why it's so important in this time with stuff changing so much. I think as humans, we're desperately looking for stability and our stability is in Jesus. And that, that is the stability. There's an old song that we used to sing called the anchor holds <laughs> the anchor holds. Right. And so I love that you put David because it made me think of David in the cave of Adullam. He writes a whole stinking Psalms, like a couple of Psalms right on it about the trust that he would trust in God being chased into this cave, uh, yeah. ga- ha- gathering a whole bunch of misfits. But his anchor was always the father. And, and I can tell you, our anchor has to be, trusting in the Lord. I, I want to say this. I want to thank those who listen every week, right? And, and listen to you, the listener, you know that you are, are, are consistent. We see the numbers. Um, we thank you for joining us every week on a journey. And, and, and Ryan and I are not here to say that we know it more. We know it better. We are, we are saying, join us in growing together. Like, that is our aim. Our aim out of this podcast is that we are all growing in the knowledge of who Jesus is, in the knowledge of who the Holy Spirit is, and in the knowledge of who Elohim is. That is our aim, is to grow together as a community, to grow together in communion with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and just to learn every day and to grow every day. So thank you. Um, we just got the numbers back. And I just want to say this because we want to thank you for, for those who listen. We got the numbers back uh, this week for the year. And, uh, you know, we, we are listened to in 33 different countries. Um, we got folks listen to us um, from all age groups. Um, and I just want to personally, I know Ryan will, will say something on this too. Just I just want to thank you for the consistency of every week, just getting in his word, uh, you can listen to so many. We were talking about this, Ryan. There's so many 
so many uh, uh, social media things out there, so many YouTube channels, podcast channels, all this stuff that's out there uh, that anyone can get. A, and, and, I, and, and mind you, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say this. And this is this is crazy. Um, a lot of it is is not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of the stuff that even represents the kingdom is not good out there. Right. Um, here, this all you're going to get from us is, is two guys that are hungry uh, to get to grow in God. Um, and we thank you for choosing it. And we and we ask you to just have somebody else, you know, give it to a friend and say, hey, let, listen to these crazy guys that get together every week <laughs> just to, to get in a word. Yeah, truly. Um, yeah. Thank you to the listeners for, you know, for listening every week. And it, it's truly humbling uh, to hear the numbers. Danny shared them with me this morning. And just to think about how many people uh, this podcast is reaching and helping. And I've talked to Danny about this a lot, um, using scripture, making it practical, uh, being application based, I think, I think is a really good thing and understanding how the Holy Spirit wants to walk with each of us in our daily lives. It's, it's good to do some deep dives into parts of scripture and, and, and debate about it even, but, um, I, I love being able to, um, help and i know danny does with showing how the scripture and how the holy spirit wants to be with you every day and lead you in your daily life and in your relationships and in your business and uh so so truly just thank you and and very very humbled to to be part of it man listen ryan we need the presence of the lord let's go to john 3 16 17 i was up at two o'clock in the morning reading this scripture <laughs> Because what we're going to talk about this week is gentleness. And I think this will lead us into gentleness. The scripture that we're going to cover this week, we know we've been talking about the fruit of the spirit. And I pray that you've been enjoying that. The listeners have been enjoying that. Uh, we have uh, one more that we're going to cover next week. And then uh, for the end of the year, the last couple of podcasts, uh, we're just going to talk and, and just hear what the Holy Spirit is saying as we go into the new year. Um, and there are some new studies that we'll get into next year, um, that I feel like a harsh, you know, I think what some, of, some of it is maybe going through the sermon on the Mount, uh, mm -hmm. maybe also going through Genesis one, two, and three, uh, so, some of, so, some of the things like that, that I'm thinking that the Holy Spirit wants us to go through. Um, but Ryan and I will be praying. And if you guys have some topics, I'm going to say this, yeah. if you guys have some topics that you think, um, and, 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 and listeners, please be proactive in this. If you're a listener, be proactive in this. Don't say, well, someone else is going to email them. No, you email us. I need you to email us. Please email us. Let us know. Be proactive in this. If there's some something that you've just been struggling, some things that if you if you are deconstructing right now and feel like, man, I need to, I'm deprogramming, I'm deconstructing, uh, I need to learn about this. There's no topic that we won't talk about uh, from a biblical point of view. Uh, yep. So you can email me at Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, at thewavecolumbus.com or info at dannyortiz.org, info at dannyortiz.org. Either one of those two are going to get to me, and then we'll, we'll get out there. And uh, I'm again, I'm going to say this uh, slowly, Daniel at thewavecolumbus.com, T-H-E-W-A-V-E, columbus.com, or info 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 at dannyortiz.org either of those are going to get to us and we'll love to just just just, just dive in uh and get into the scriptures um but with with the spirit of gentleness one of the things that you know as i was looking at there 
and as we were combing through social media, because I get this stuff on my YouTube channel, uh, there's so much uh, angst and so much vitriol and folks, you know, uh, building YouTube channels on, on tearing other people down in the, in the mm -hmm. Christian faith. You know, I, the Holy Spirit just took me to John 3, 16 and 17. Like, this is the essence of the gospel. Like, family, listen, wave community, this is the essence of the gospel. We, we need to go back to the essence of the gospel. Like, listen, there's a lot of people that do things different than Danny would do it. Uh, Ryan would do some things different than Danny would do it. You know what I mean? It, just because you do things different doesn't mean that you're not brother. doesn't mean that you, you, don't, you don't cheer each other on to get closer to God, right? We have this thing that, oh, if they're not in our camp, then they're not in Jesus's camp. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to say that's error. That's, I want to just flat out put it out there. That's wrong. If, because they're not in your camp doesn't mean they're not in God's camp. Like I've, I've literally heard last night at two o'clock in the morning, someone tearing another minister down and saying, well, I don't even believe the minister is saved. I'm like, for me to hand out salvation cards is crazy. It is not your job. Listen to me. It is not our job to hand out salvation cards. I don't know who's saved and who's not saved. I really don't. Now we know the word says we shall know them by their fruit. But even that, I'm not going to question someone's salvation. Listen, I think we're going to be very surprised when we stand in before him, how many people we're going to see. And we're like, man, his grace went that far. His mercy went that far. Yeah. Always side in the side of grace. Always side in the side of mercy. Now, I see you shaking your head, Ryan. So before I go to John 3, 16 and 17, what, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, I, I don't think any of us wants. Should, I don't think anyone should want the pressure of having to judge. Uh, another brother or sister's walk. And I think that we need to love people where they're at. Um, we're going to encounter all different types of people, people in the faith, people not in the faith. And everyone has the right to have their walk. And hopefully they're walking with the Lord or they're walking towards the Lord. And us as brothers and sisters need to, need to represent the Lord so that these individuals either come back to the father or come to the father for the first time, but the judging and, and the tearing down, it's really going to cause division in the church. We already have division in the church. Do we need more division amongst pastors that have almost turned into celebrities online, tearing down each other for subscribers, for views, for likes? I just, it doesn't, it doesn't help anything. It doesn't be, it doesn't bring unity, um, to, to the family, um, to the kingdom. It just, it doesn't bring it. So we, we really need to operate with a spirit of gentleness, a spirit of meekness, um, a spirit of love really to, to love people. Um, that's like the baseline. We almost make it too hard. Just love the person in front of you and, and, and let the Holy spirit lead from there. I love that you mentioned the word judgment because <laughs> I've been studying it so, so strongly. And, and the word declares mercy triumphs over judgment. I'm going to say that again. I didn't write it down. I just read the scriptures. Mercy triumph over judgment. Just eat that for a little bit. John 3, 16, 17 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is what the... the Everyone should know that by memory. If you don't, it's cool, whatever. You know what I mean? 
Um, but I think it's one of my favorite scriptures. It's one of my first scriptures that I that I that just stuck into my heart when I was a kid. But verse 17 hit me at, at two o'clock in the morning last night. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Like we have to believe that. Do you understand that that this is Jesus talking about the father's heart? And Jesus is talking about his role as a son, right? Like this is the whole reason that Yeshua came, that the world might be saved through him, right? It, it is not the father's pleasure to go, oh, look, I'm glad that these people are all lost and going to hell. I'm so glad. Like, he, I, that's not his heart, right? His heart is not like, oh, that guy is wrong. He's evil. He's like, he's wooing constantly by the Holy Spirit, the hearts of men to come to know him, to come in communion with him. He's constantly wooing. He's constantly patient. He's constantly loving. He's constantly gentle. That's how he looks at humanity. We, for some reason, if you go on these channels or you hear somebody talk, you would think, man, our God is such a harsh God. And what I want, what I'm, what I'm praying that you get out of this, uh, this, this study today as we talk, that our God is not a harsh God. I don't know what, I don't know where in our translations and where in our society we have come up with this God that's so harsh, that's so happy that every, that's so happy that if you don't get all your T's crossed and your dot eyes, man, you're going to hell, right? And it's like, do you understand? We read it last week that he, his will is that none would perish. His love is everlasting. You know what I mean? And in Genesis 5, 23, it says, part of the fruit of the spirit is that he's, is gentle. Like, do you understand that? That is, that's who the spirit is, Right. It starts out with gentleness, or if you read it in the King James Version, is meekness. Meekness and gentleness, Ryan, are the same word in scripture, Greek and Hebrew. It means the same thing. It literally means humility. In Hebrew, the word is uh, anava, and in Greek is the word praetis, uh, which means humility, right? It means humbleness. It means lowliness, right? But he says, this is what the spirit is. The spirit of God is this. God is gentle. Uh, uh, Ryan, and I know you have some definitions, but man, we, we got to get this thing out of our hearts that, you know, God is my mother with the belt, right? And they God's just waiting. He's my mother, my father with a belt. And as soon as I get messed up, he's coming in because he <laughs> just, he just loves to spank you. That's what kind of God we serve. And, uh, it's just not this God of scripture that I read. No, no, not at all. And, and some of the definitions, I was just trying to look at Greek and Hebrew. And I actually really love this one from the 1828 Noah Webster's Dictionary, where it says sweetness of disposition. Ooh, oh, I, 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 that's just such a that, that was just what I, I wrote down a bunch of them, but I, it just kind of jumped it out. Um, softness of manner, my mildness of of temper, just all of those don't translate to come on man the god that some people believe in they just don't they don't seal see mildness or sweetness they 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 almost just don't associate that with god but we know it to be true like just read just read matthew mark luke and john see how jesus walked he represented the father and he wasn't mean he wasn't like he loved people. Like you could tell he cared. He cared. You could, 
he cried for people like when he interceded he he really did he really does care about everyone everyone on this earth currently everyone that was on earth with him then everyone that has passed away everyone that's going to be born moving forward um i think we just we need to dive more into the scripture to really see what what he's like who he actually is and not i have to say not like sometimes block out some of the listening of of other people's opinion and thought on who he is. And we really just need to interact with him and really feel and read and hear who he is. You mentioned uh, that it was so powerful because Jesus, when he came into the city, began to start weeping over the city, right? He, he yep. saw the city. It was like Nehemiah. The word says when Nehemiah saw the war, there was, there was a lamenting that came on him, right? Because he, he saw God's people. He saw the structure of the Lord, the wars being ruined. And, and Jesus always has that heart towards us. He, and, the, and the word declares it, right? And I think sometimes um, it's hard for people. And I think we are hard of ourselves. And it, this just came to me, Ryan, as we're talking. We are hard of ourselves. I love and I, and I mentioned it over and over on this in this podcast, and I and I hope you go get the book, GH Knight, uh, 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 the knowledge of uh, uh, what what was called uh, the knowledge of the holy. Uh, GH mm-hmm. Knight, he said something powerful. He said the greatest thing you can do is rightly see God, right? Because mm-hmm. the God that you see is the God that you're going to serve. And I think a lot of yeah. times we see him as this harsh God. And so we can't see him as a loving, gentle, forgiving God. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the enemy uses that thought pattern over us and, and we get captivated in depression and, and we get captivated in, in uh, self-doubt of God's love for us, right? And am I even saved? And all these, all these thoughts come into our minds because we don't see him as a gentle, loving, that's for us God. We see him yeah. as a, a judgmental God that he just literally knows we're going to mess up and he's going to zap us. Right. And so that thought pattern. So if we see God this way, that's why I believe Jesus asked his disciples in Matthew 16, who do you say that? I, how do you see me? Right. I don't, I'm not asking you how other people see me. How do you see me? Because if you don't see me rightly, then you won't see me for who I am. Right. And yep. then our relationship will be based on a falsehood. Right. And I think a lot of us grew up, with such a distorted version of the gospel, right? That we, it took us years to deconstruct and years to deprogram the thought that God is such a harsh God. And sometimes we still wrestle that, right? And we bring condemnation, right? Even though we know the scripture says there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, we let the mm-hmm. enemy bring the enemy bring condemnation, like, oh, I messed up today. So, you know, forget it. And, and so we go up and down in our salvation. I'm saved today. I'm not saved tomorrow, right? And, and God wants to eradicate this. Like, no, you belong to me. And in belonging to him, and, and, and I, I'm, I know this is going to be, a, I'm, I'm being uh, rhetorical by this, but and, uh, this is going to be a shocking statement, but uh, you are a sinner. <laughs> Ryan, you're a sinner. I am a sinner. Yep. Do you understand this? Uh, we are sinners save only by his grace right yep. only his mercy uh, he knows that you and i are still going to sin <laughs> he yep. knows that you and i are still going to be uh, our human fallen nature is to be disconnected to him 
But his yeah. love is so powerful that he breaks through all of that, right? And all through mm -hmm. scripture, God is shown as a gentle God, right? And yep. so I have a, several scriptures to jump into here, Ryan, but I'm going to leave you some time uh, to talk about what I just mentioned. Oh, yeah, Danny, that's, no, I, I, I think it all, it all comes, comes back to, we've talked about this many times, oneness, because with oneness and coming back to the presence, we can actually get the authentic version of who the father is not the version that the YouTube pastor said, or not the version that maybe even up the pastor said at church that you visited, because maybe it was misspoken about. I think the opportunity to go into oneness and into really like knowing who you are in God and actually meeting with the father, you're going to get the authentic version of the father. I don't think there's another way you, cause you can listen to 20 different people. You can even listen to what we're saying right now, but it's not going to be as authentic as you individually going into the throne room, essentially, and meeting with the father. It's so good, Ryan. That's why we constantly pushing the listeners and pushing ourselves to live out of his presence. Because yep. you're 100% correct. This is this is my thing with anyone that is either either theologically trained or not theologically trained. Who has the right say-so, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like yep. who has the corner on it? Like, all of this is man's interpretation. Bottom <laughs> line, all we're trying to do is, <laughs> is we're interpreting scripture the best way that we can. And we need to give allowances. And we're going to go into those scriptures later. We have to give allowances to one another for a failure in that and saying that we're going to miss it. We're not going to get it right 100% of the time because it's still going through a human experience. It's still going through a human mind, right? And it's it's crazy how, to me, there's so many preachers that are hubris. We were talking about this this morning, hubris in nature, just full of pride, full of the self-arrogance of thinking, oh, I, I, you know, I got it. The Lord spoke to me. Well, it, what Lord was it, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it could be the Lord, the Lord Jesus is not the only Lord, you know what I mean? And so it could be another Lord. It could be the Lord of your own mind, right? And so we have to then take everything with a grain of salt and with humility approach the scriptures, with humility approach each other and say, man, we can miss it. We could be wrong in this, right? We don't, but we still want to get to know him. And that's why we push people. Um, Elijah found himself in a, in a place where he needed the presence of the Lord, right? In first Kings 19. I don't know if you remember the story. First King 19 is mm -hmm. Elijah's fleeing from Jezebel. Yep. yep. And he thinks he's going to find God the way most of us think we're going to find God, right? Yep. God, you got to be in this God. You got to be in this. And I love first Kings 19, 12, because it says, and after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. So it's, he was he was looking for him in the water. He was looking for him in the earth. For he looking. He said no. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Oof. And the father was in the gentle whisper. What the father was wanting Elijah to do is calm his soul down. Mm -hmm. Dude, you're running in fear from this person, and you think you're the only one that this person's trying. You think you're the only one, and I'm telling you, there's thousands more out there like you. But I yep. need you to calm your soul down so you can listen to my gentle whisper. 
And that's why you and I are always constantly pushing people to the presence of God. Why? Because in his presence, you will hear his whisper and his gentle whisper, his gentle leader. Look at what Isaiah 40, 11 says. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lamb in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have the young, right? The spirit of God is gentle. Do you understand? That's who he is. The spirit of God is gentle. The father God is gentle. Yeshua is gentle. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to show you through all the scriptures. I just showed you through Galatians. 523 that the Holy Spirit is gentle. I just showed you through first King and Isaiah that that God is gentle. Let me show you where Jesus is gentle. Matthew 11:28. Come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. Yeshua is describing himself as gentleness. Look how Paul described Jesus in 2 Corinthians 10:1. By the meekness and gentleness of Christ. What? Mm-hmm. So we see that the Holy Spirit is gentle. We see that the Father is gentle. But we know that Jesus is also gentle. That's their nature. The nature of the Godhead is gentle. Right? Abs- absolutely. Yep. Yeah. No, no, you you were you said it right. That the the nature, the character. It is gentle and I, I was just looking through looking through my notes because I know I uh I jotted something down about that um no go ahead I'll, I'll end up finding it it's all good yeah man listen listen to what the scripture says about us then so then what what should we do with this I love it because it says pursue gentleness first Timothy 6 9 to 11 but those who desire to be rich, fall into temptation. First Timothy 6, 9 through 11. And I know we say these scriptures fast. Um, yep. I probably should give you guys some time <laughs> to look them up, but, you know, we're just going with it. Uh, but uh, listen, just write them down and then uh, listen to it four or five times. <laughs> but those who desire to be rich, fall into temptation, to a snare, to many sen- senseless uh, and harmful desires that uh, plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this, this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many uh, pangs. Fight the good fight of faith. Put, but as for you, O oh, oh, oh man of God, flee these things, but pursue. So flee the lust of wanting things. Flee the lust of wanting uh, these tangible things that bring destruction to us. But pursue what? Righteousness godliness faith love steadfastness and he ends it with he wraps it up with what gentleness right Mm -hmm. what's he saying pursue the presence pursue presence because in his presence you find what gentleness why because that's who he is that's who the godhead is that's who the father is that's who the holy spirit is look at what colossians 3 12 says put on then oh holy spirit so here Paul tells us to, to, to talk to Timothy about pursuing it. Here, he's telling the Colossians, put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate, hearts, kindness, humility, meekness. Remember, meekness is the same word, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another. If 
So bearing one another, how do you bear with one another? By living out of the place of meekness, by living out of the place of gentleness. One of the things that I felt, Ryan, in studying gentleness is that we need a baptism of gentleness like never before. We need to really be, that's why we need to spend time in the presence of God because we, we don't know how to bear one, with one another in this hour. For some reason, we have such a judgmental spirit in the body where we're judging everything each other do. And instead of just bearing one another and saying, man, you know what, that's, that's part of their journey. I can't get involved with that. I'm just here to love them. We just always come with that spirit of judgment. And here, I, I believe part of it is because we're not spending enough time in his presence that he's, he's, he's putting on us the nature of the Father, which is this nature of the Holy Spirit, the nature of Jesus, which is gentleness, and seeing people through that humility, the eyes of humility. And, and I think we, we also are, people are, are very big into learning, but maybe not spending time. So we're getting the academic, well, this is what the scripture says, but then when it's delivered, it's almost delivered in a judgmental way, as opposed to understanding the heart behind the scripture which I, I think sometimes there's a disconnect there. So then it becomes easy to point the finger in judgment with it. Come on. Yep. And yep. we think we, and we think we better. That's the bottom line. We think we better. And we train, yep. we train. Uh, one of the things that, that, that hit me with this was I thought of Malachi uh, four. it says, uh, and we know this by heart. A lot of us, that this is the call to the new Testament. And he would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children's to the father. Uh, yep. Man, we, we live in such a, we need fathers in this hour like never before to train our young men and women in the spirit of gentleness. And I know you in school and you see it all the time. Yep. There's such an angst with our kids, like our kids, like these young men that are trying to prove themselves because they come from fatherlessness homes. And they, they, you know, I was teaching in school a couple of weeks ago in Ghana and in, 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 in Canal Winchester. And just, yeah. I had one kid just kept on going. I'm like, man, my heart broke out for him because I know he's just trying to prove himself in this class. So he just want to disrupt. And, and I'm like, man, God, it, I had to be gentle with him so that because I know that that's what he needs. He needs to be restored gentle. He just don't know the love of the father. Right. And, and yeah. there's this this thing in our society right now where everyone is in, uh, is on 100. Everyone, our kids with each other, people are driving down the road, cussing each other out. And it's like, whoa, where does the humility and forbearance of loving one another and giving each other the benefit of the doubt. Right. And I know you see it all the time in school with these kids. Yeah, because we there's there's very much and this isn't just in school, but in society, so much is being built around this um, individual self growth. I I'm going to do whatever I can to get ahead of you. Um, in any aspect of life. And that unfortunately does also come with like pastors tearing each other down on social media to almost elevate them as they hear the father better. And like, this isn't a competition. And it's like, we were in such a competitive world that bearing with one another is difficult to do because competition is preached literally from even two three years old where it's like 
you know, to, to make sure that my son is ready to preschool at, at three to, to make sure like, well, if his numbers aren't here, I don't know if he's going to keep up. He barely got out of the womb and you're already putting a label on my son. And I have a real problem with that. And that's why I look at students differently because of that label that was just put on, on him to, to get there, right. To make sure he's ready. It's like, he's two and a half years old. If a kid's 14 and they're struggling, does that mean that they're not going to be successful at 24? No, that just means that we need to nurture that kid as they're going about it all well knowing they're going to struggle. I mean, I've, I had a kid that student taught in our building just with us. I had him, I had him in eighth grade, 10 years ago, um, eight years ago, whatever. And I had to course correct him a lot, but the man he grew up into that he's going to be a teacher and he's a coach and a good human being. I mean, I didn't know what he was going to look like at 23. I saw him at 14. (laughs) I I now know him at 23. He's a good young man. He's got a good head on his shoulders, but there's a lot of people that had to be in his life. And, but if, if we're not willing to bear with one another, and that's where I think that's where community comes in. We don't do community. We don't do family. Well, even there's competition within family. Come on, man. Like, like, and where, where are you at? And well, what did you do new? What what car did you buy? What car did you buy? What house do you have? I got to get it bigger than yours. I love that you mentioned that competition thing because, you know, listen, gentleness does not mean weakness. I I texted you that this week, right? Because for for some reason we think in America, and I'm going to say this about America because we in America and I live in America. I was born in America, but we have this thing of competition here that we think like gentleness is weakness, right? Humility is weakness. It doesn't win, right? I see it all the time in 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 my business, in 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 the entrepreneurship world, in business. Like you know, people are always trying to get ahead of one another, and 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 this is how we do. We got to be shrewd, and we got to be, you know, we got to be evil, and we got to be have this intent to bring our, our neighbor down. And yep. it's like I just want to tell whatever parent is listening, gentleness is not weakness, humility is not. There's strength in it, right? And, yeah. and I love First uh, Corinthians, Paul, Paul talking as a father, he said, but though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers for I became. And so here he's saying you have a lot of people that teach, but not many people have the father's heart. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then to be imitators of me. That is why I sent you Timothy, my beloved. He ends up this way because uh, uh, let me read the whole thing. He says, I urge you then be imitators of me. That is why I sent you, Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, to remind you of my ways in Christ. Not to remind you of my ways, my ways in Christ, how I live with Jesus, how I have a relationship with Jesus. As I teach them everywhere in every church, some are arrogant as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you soon if the Lord wills and I will find out not the talk of these arrogant people, but their power. For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but a power, meaning gentleness is power, right? He's saying there's a lot of arrogant people that say this and that, that that, they're trying to rule you with an iron, but I'm going to come differently. He said, what do you wish? Shall I come to you with a rod? Because that's how they're treating you. They think by smacking you down and beating you down that they're proving to you. He said, but the real power lies in this, all with love and in the spirit of gentleness. He said the real power 
of human behavior is not found in a rod. It's found in love and in the spirit of gentleness. What, Paul? Yes, Paul understood. I can come to you arrogantly and this and that with pride. There's no power in that. The power lies is in the power of Jesus that when I'm getting nailed to a cross, I still say, Father, forgive them for, for they not know what they do. Why? Because he was a gentle and loving Jesus. That's how he walked on the earth. Yes, and and if we can, if we just looked at Jesus's character, and we just and we just tried to just look at different examples, you would see meekness and gentleness at, wrapped in everything. It, it take it takes a minute to look at that, but if you live out of that place and allow the Holy Spirit to to have gentleness flow out of you. It's not going to make you a weak person. It's not. You're just going to see humanity how the Father sees humanity. Um, when we get the com the competitive nature, um, which essentially is is something rooted in not in something not good. When we get that competitive nature, the gentleness will flow away from us, and then it becomes difficult to see people the way the Father sees people. That's and again, that's why we talked about that we need the Holy Spirit to flow through us with with the fruit of the spirit all these different characteristics and that's what listen man there's so much i want to say um yep in restoring one another listen it's, it's, for some reason we again because we don't flow out of the spirit of gentleness and i and i know i, I i'm just talking about us you and i we need we need the baptism of the holy spirit for yep. this reason right uh, listen, even restoring one another. Look at what the word says in Galatians 6, 1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in transgression, in sin, meaning in sin, you who are spiritual, oh, you, how, how, what is the sign of spirituality? This is a sign. Should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted, right? Yep. True spirituality says, bro, I could have done the same thing, man. It comes yep. at it with humility. It don't come at it with, Oh, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they did that. Why? Because I'm better. I would never do that. No, it is but the grace and mercy of God that keeps you from doing it. So yeah. your job to restore them is a gentleness. How do we correct one another? Second, second Timothy 2, 22, 25 to flee yeah. from youthful, flee. It says flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord. For, from a pure heart. Why? Having nothing to do with foolish, ignorant uh, controversies, right? You know that they breed uh, quarrels and the Lord's uh, servant must be, must not be in quarrelism or quarrelsome, sorry, but a kind to everyone, able mm -hmm. to teach patiently in doing evil, correcting his op opponents with gentleness. God, the, he, what? With gentleness. Correcting one another with gentleness. Like he's like, listen, pursue righteousness, all of that. Why? Because we can get arrogant. We can get controversial just to be controversial. And I'm like, I'm better than you. He's like, no, 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 no. That's not how we look at one another. Remember, restore a person, right? How do you restore? With gentleness, knowing that it could be you. But here, correcting, don't correct like I'm better than you. No, correct with that spirit of gentleness. Why? Because he's seeking for us to be. Look what the word says in Ephesians 4, 1, 2, 3. And I'll start landing the plane with this. I yep. therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in manner, in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called, 
with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. That is what God is asking for us in the body, that we do what? We are eager to maintain the unity of the spirit abound of peace. We are eager. Our eagerness is that can peace abound? Can the spirit of peace abound here? Can unity abound here? How do you do that? Through humility and gentleness and patience. That's how you do it. You don't do it with nothing else. You don't do it judging one another. You don't do it thinking that you're better than one another. You do it with the spirit of heart and saying, listen, bro, it could be me. Like, like it could be me. And, and having empathy, right, for someone and putting yourself in someone else's shoes, like that could be me, right? And, and there's something about empathy and gentleness going together because it's like, listen, that could be me. I could be doing that. I could have grown up with that. I don't even know how the kid grew up. I don't know how that person grew up. I don't know what environment they were in. My first response should always be gentle, not, oh, I think better. I'm going to judge them this way. No, that could be me. And, and some, and some commentary right about that is this is what, this is the type of characteristics and attitude that Jesus demonstrated when he was on the earth. It says these attitudes do not come naturally, but must be, but must be cultivated by the determination uh, to the place other, to place others above ourselves. And then I love this part. It says only the spirits can empower us to treat people this way consistently. Only the gentleness, what? Gentleness. Do you want me to say it again? Only the spirit. Come on. Only the spirit can empower us to treat people this way consistently, With which means if you're trying to live out of a spirit of gentleness in your own strength, you're going to get irritated and you're not going to be gentle consistently. That is why, like we talk about every week, oneness with the spirit will allow us to walk out the fruit of the spirit. Listen, you can't make yourself gentle. I'm going to say that. Nope. You can be attached to the one that is gentle. (laughs) That's why he said, (laughs) pursue the spirit of unity, right? How? Because the Holy Spirit is in unity and the Holy Spirit is in gentleness, right? through gentleness and patience and humility. And so that's why we are constantly, even as we talk about these attributes of who the Holy Spirit is, do you understand this? And this is where I'll land the plane. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. He lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And if you haven't invited him in, invite him in to live in you. And, And then ask him, Holy Spirit, let who you are penetrate through who i am so that mm-hmm. people remember so that people can ultimately see us no so that they can no. ultimately see a jesus your response to things the heavenly response to things should always be that people see jesus in your response and your behavior and your character and who you are and the only way that can get transformed and and transmitted that way is by you constantly being attached to the well that never runs dry It is our hearts for you, the listener, for all of us to constantly live from his presence. Why? Because in his presence, there's fullness. He transforms us. That bad attitude that you were talking about, Ryan, that that arrogant attitude is transformed out of his presence. 
And, 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 and I love it because it's times that your mind is telling you, think about this way. The Holy Spirit comes out of your spirit, man, says, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on a second. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I know. I know you want to be arrogant there. I know you want to be judgmental. But and then you're like, oh, yeah, Lord, I know. And the Holy Spirit begins to start then uh, hitting your thoughts and hitting your heart and saying, no, no, think of it this way. And he begins to do transformation in you. And that's beautiful because I don't know if it's happened to you, man, but it's I know it's happened to me, man. When I'm when literally my mind is thinking of a situation a certain way and the Holy Spirit just comes and just. No, this is how I want you to look at it. And I'm like, oh. I would have messed things up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I needed that because I would have messed things up. It happen, happens more often than I would be, that I'd love to get, love to say. <laughs> <laughs> man, listen, we love you guys. Uh, we thank God that you, uh, man, listen, let's ask the Holy Spirit to transform us and then allow us to walk in the spirit of gentleness and humility, loving one another, forbearing one another, and knowing that in the end of the day, that all of it that we do, we bring glory to God. So uh, thank you for listening. We say Maranatha, Christ is coming. We say shalom, that the peace of God be with you. And I can't wait till next week to dive into self-control because there is so much that we are out of control on. Uh, and I'm talking about me personally. I'm not talking about nobody else. So much I need self-control, the spirit of self-control. Um, it is one of the things that I cry out for a lot, almost on a daily basis. So. Love you guys. Love you. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.